Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Fun Excitement, and there is some trigger warnings on this story. I'll read them off, and then if you want to, you can skip the story with the timestamps down in the description and along the timeline below if you feel that you want to. The warnings are institutionalization, death of a loved one, possible child abuse, mentions of suicide, mental health issues, and emotional manipulation. And it's titled, Am I the Asshole for Wanting a Divorce Because of a Surname? My wife and I had difficulties in conceiving due to an accident I had when I was younger. After three years, we finally had our daughter three weeks ago. Baby and mum are home and healthy, but I've been on the couch due to an issue over the surname. My wife was previously in a long-term relationship with her ex who committed suicide due to mental health issues after he returned from service abroad. Her son from her first relationship lives with us and is 12 in a month's time. Her son has her ex's surname. She wants our baby to have her ex's surname. She still goes by that name so that her son doesn't feel left out from his new sibling and future siblings. And because he had a better name than mine, I tried to compromise by saying, since I practically raised her son, he can have my surname. That way, he won't feel left out, and she can take my name too. She said no, as he has had his name all his life and shouldn't have to change it to appease me. I tried to explain that they have two separate fathers, so it's natural that they have different names. I suggested she use her maiden surname and hyphenate it with mine for our baby, and she can hyphenate her maiden name with her exes for her son. That way the siblings will have almost the same name. That was turned down too. We have to register the baby's name next Thursday. I told her that we should probably get couples therapy and in the meantime register her with my name. She turned that down too and said she went through the trouble of carrying her and pushing her out and she should get to decide this on her own. I even asked her son and he said he doesn't mind having separate names as he knows his father was his father but I am dad. He doesn't care if his sister has a different surname. I told my wife this and she said I am emotionally manipulating her son. We had an argument five days ago and haven't spoken much. I didn't want it to continue like this as this should be our happy moment. Two days ago, I told her that the baby either gets my surname or we're getting a divorce. I told her that perhaps her dead husband could help raise our daughter with her since she doesn't want to acknowledge me as the dad. She called me a manipulator and says it's not fair that she doesn't get to decide the baby's first name on her own or the surname. Her suggestions for the first name when she was pregnant were feminine versions of her ex's name. Think Alexis, Alexia, Alexandra or Alexander and his actual name if we had a boy. Today, I called a solicitor and she overheard. She is telling me that I am forcing her into a corner with this name thing 
even though we went with her choice of a first name after I sifted out the ones similar to her exes and my choice as a middle name. I just want some outside opinions on whether I'm doing the right thing. Like what I am doing with life anymore. It's so messed up. And we're starting the comments with Lucky Log who says not the asshole. She's stuck on her ex-husband. She is not over him. She's manipulating you. Whatever she has going on, it seems she has not fully committed to your relationship and these things will continue to happen. Either she acknowledges that what she is asking is ridiculous. The child is not the child of her son's father. What she is asking is very hurtful to you as you are the father. It seems she would rather have had him as the father and that is very disrespectful. Let her understand that you are serious about your decision and it doesn't seem too much at this point. Naming my child some other person's first and last name is a deal breaker and really weird and strange. Evie replies that and says she needs therapy. She's literally bringing her deceased ex into the continuation of her life and between her and OP. There's no place for OP. He's barely a vague replacement for the deceased. If she had succeeded in naming the girl according to her will, let's say Alexandra, when the deceased name was Alexander and giving her the surname, the kid would appear more like the deceased ones or his tribute. It isn't a role for this kid. She needs to consider a baby girl as a human being who is not linked to her ex. I can't imagine the feeling of growing up with a surname of a man that isn't my dad and present when mine is raising me. The maiden name was an interesting alternative. A bunch of E says, not the asshole. Your wife wants your child to take her ex's last name. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. I mean, if it were a maiden name, sure, much to discuss. But buddy, you might want to keep that solicitor on speed dial and maybe start looking into some custody rights. Because Adora says not the arsehole, I had a friend who dealt with a similar issue. Thankfully, they never had children together, but he was always made to feel like he was only around because the venerated and highly favored previous husband was dead. They were several years into their relationship when she started shouting deceased husband's name in bed and my friend finally had enough. He left and after leaving, learned the tragic accident ex-husband died in was actually a shootout between two meth dealers. Ex-husband was dealer one and was robbing dealer number two. His favorite joke to tell the ex-girl later on was, unlike Methy McMetherson, I dodged a bullet. Evasive friend asks Opie a question. They said, info. Why doesn't she like your surname? Does she want you to change your name to match the family? And OP says, no, she doesn't want me to change my name to match. She doesn't like my name because she calls it bland. It's a common English occupational name. Think Miller, Fowler, Tanner, Taylor. Her maiden name is a common name like Johnson Davis Wilson. Her ex's was more aristocratic. Not a Windsor, but a name with more upper class history. Opie adds a bit more additional information and says she is 43. Most of her life was under her maiden name. She's gone under his, deceased ex name, for about 10 years, but she didn't officially change it until she added her ex-husband first and middle name to her son's official name when he was seven, then changed hers too. We were dating and exclusive, but I didn't mind thinking she was doing it for her son. It has only been her legal name for about six years. She also wanted to give our daughter a feminine version of his name and the exact same name as her exes if we had a boy. On the back of someone saying, you know, the hyphenation is a great compromise, Opie says, yes, she kept her ex's name and I was fine with that as she explained she wanted to have the same name as her son. 
but it seems like she was keeping it for other reasons as she thinks it sounds better than mine. And someone brings up survivor's guilt and, and how the wife may have been affected by the situation. OP says, in the beginning, she did bring him up a lot and the suicide. I was okay with it, but a few years in, I had a talk with her. She brought him up less and less. Then she changed her son's name and also her own. I didn't mind as she wanted the same name as him, as she was married to him, so I figured it was okay for her to change it, even if she did it years after he died. When we were discussing marriage, she said she didn't want to change her new name to mine, as mine is just bland. I didn't mind. Romantically, we were okay. We had a period of dead bedroom, but fixed our issues without therapy. She likes that I am good with her son, but won't let me adopt him. This caused a rift, but to keep the peace, I backed down. While trying for a baby, we were more like roommates, but she really wanted a baby and so did I. We were overjoyed when we found out it was a girl as she always wanted one. Making a list of names and middle names caused some arguments, but not major ones. But OP comes in with an update and says, a quick update as my DMs were full of requests. From the advice given on here, I contacted the registration office and they told me that as long as you are married, only one parent is needed for the name registration. I wanted to appeal to her better nature and got her, mine, and her ex's parents involved. Her sister tagged along for this mediation slash discussion. Turns out my parents and my three siblings via group chat are the only ones that agreed with me on either my surname or her maiden name. Her parents and sister, also her other siblings via group chat, agreed with her, saying I should do it as she was the one that carried her. Surprisingly, her ex's parents thought it would be a nice gesture to name my daughter with their surname. And to my shock, revealed the first name I agreed to that was her suggestion, which wasn't a female variant of her ex's. Was the name her ex wanted to name their child if they had a girl instead. She blushed when that piece of information got out when I called her on it. I asked her if it would be fair to name our daughter after one of my exes, to which she replied that I only had a boy count of three, and that two had the same name, and both names were ugly. When everyone left, I tried to reason with her, but she slammed the bedroom door in my face and locked it. During the discussion with the parents, I tried asking her ex's parents if they would be okay with me naming their grandson after me, after I adopted him, and they said they would never allow either adoption or name change. When I asked them if it was fair for my daughter to have their name, they said they felt their grandson was closer to his sister than I was to her as a father, and both should have the same surname. They also ridiculed my choice in both first and middle name for my daughter in addition to my surname. This is a couple that up until that point had a reasonably good relationship with. I raised their grandson as my own and was very surprised that this is how they felt about me. In the morning, she didn't come out and I left her breakfast by the door, hoping she would calm down enough by the time we would register to discuss it as adults. A few of her friends phoned and asked me why it was so important for me in the year of 2023 to give my surname to my child. I explained my side and why I had reservations. They still felt I was being unreasonable. On the Tuesday before the name appointment, Thursday, she picked a fight with me and said she was going with her original name, female version of her ex. She went as far as saying that she would rather unalive herself than give her daughter my name. So I am a little ashamed about this, but as I pictured that she would no longer be in my future, I called the police on her saying she threatened to commit suicide. I'm not proud of this. They came and took her despite her protest and she was okay, and it was only said in the heat of the moment. 
I guess I egged on the police, telling them it could be PP and that I felt it was not safe for her to be around our baby. I registered the name on my own without her blessing and participation. She was still not released by then. Our daughter's first, middle and surname are all chosen by me. She obviously has some unresolved issues and I hope she gets the help she needs. There is something wrong with her as she's instructed her ex's parents to collect their son and my daughter to look after via her sister until she could get out. When our ex's parents came by and tried to take the baby, I told them to fuck off. They threatened with police and I told them to go ahead, so they left with their grandson. Her parents came by during the weekend, wanted the baby to take to her, telling me not to be difficult. I told them no. We had a visit by health visitor and the midwife. When she was released, she didn't come home and went to her parents. She has been there since, although she tried twice to take the baby from me. I changed the locks. She did drop off express milk for the baby and has continued to do so via her sister. I contacted a solicitor for the divorce and for now, I'm keeping the baby as even the health visitor said that social services are going to get involved due to her mental state and I am the better option for care for now. There is no saving my marriage and I doubt she ever loved me with other things that have come out since then. I will always love her son and hold out hope that someday when he is old enough to make his own decisions, he will seek me out. But as my solicitor put it, don't hold your breath for that to happen. My older brother and his wife are staying with me to help out for now. Their children are all teens and they have done this new baby thing five times and all their children made it to teenhood. So I'm listening to all their advice. So there it is. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. There's a couple of relevant comments on that post. So Electrical Coach asks OP, how did you convince the police to take her and where did they take her? OP says the police make that call depending on the situation. First time I've seen it happen. They asked me if I thought I could support her or if I thought she might succeed if I went to take a shower or something. I said no. They took her to a cell overnight, but the next morning she was taken to a mental health assessment. I think she was being seen by a psychiatrist, but she changed her next of kin from me to her sister despite us being married. They might have suspected she was a danger to herself because they kept her that whole day and night after the psychiatrist reviewed her. Don't know what they did as I wasn't there and when I phoned to check up on her, they said they couldn't give me that information. 
And someone commented about the decision on phoning the police and having the wife sent to a mental institution to get evaluated. And Opie says, I did that when she threatened to unalive herself. It was not my call, but one the police made. She was released, but will get follow-up help with her issues. In the UK, an individual can't do it. The authorities make the decision. Holy moly, what the hell is going on with these stories today? They are wild, but what do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below, and let's move on to another story. And next, we're going to head over to the MIVRSL subreddit with a bit of Christmas-related drama from Prudent Mum, who says... Am I the asshole for disinviting my brother-in-law from Christmas because he keeps telling my son to call me by my first name? My husband has three brothers. Charlie and Mike are in their 30s, while Spencer is five years old. Spencer is their half-brother from their dad's second marriage. Their father passed away shortly after Spencer was born. Two years ago, Spencer's mother went to prison. My husband and I began fostering him. It didn't take long for him actually to feel like our son. As it was, my husband and Spencer didn't have a very brotherly relationship given the 30-year age gap. He already was more of an uncle. Six months ago, Spencer's mum lost her parental rights. My husband and I have been working on adopting him. It should be finalized after Christmas. Spencer is so excited. He's been calling us mama and daddy for a little over a year now. So this is just basically all legal, not changing how we feel in our hearts. Charlie and Mike have been supportive of the whole ordeal for the most part, but we faced a road bump recently. When Spencer began calling us Mama and Daddy, Charlie found it odd. He said that we weren't his parents. I said legally, yes, we are. I said he doesn't have to be Uncle Charlie if he doesn't want to be, but we are raising him. Charlie says that we're basically erasing their dad from Spencer's life. I said no. We talk about him and Spencer's bio mum often. This won't be a secret. As it is, Spencer is very smart and is aware that he only came to live with us two years ago. Mike and my husband have both told Charlie to let it go. I've noticed, however, that when talking to Spencer, he refers to me and my husband by our first names, or he'll say, ask your brother, referring to my husband, or go show your sister-in-law when referring to me. Spencer is confused because he knows my husband is his brother, but he doesn't look at him like that. We've tried talking to him about it, but Charlie claimed it's a force of habit. We were trying to let it go, but then one day Charlie corrected Spencer when he called me Mama and said, no, that's Kate. Spencer got confused and said, no, that's Mama. Charlie told him that I'm not his mother. This only upset Spencer further. I've had enough, frankly. Spencer is our son. We have him in therapy and have also asked Charlie and Mike to attend family therapy with us. Only Mike has agreed. I told my husband that I don't want Charlie at Christmas. We are hosting if he's just going to upset Spencer and undermine our places as parents. My husband said it's completely up to me. So I told Charlie either he stops correcting Spencer or he can't come. Now Charlie is mad and says I'm keeping his brothers from him at Christmas. I said if my husband wants... He can go visit him, and if he wants to see Spencer, he can promise to stop undermining my place. Charlie called me dramatic. Mother-in-law wants all of her boys at Christmas and says that I can put up with it for just one day. She said it's hard for her to be around Spencer, but she does it for us. So I can put up with Charlie and see his side. Am I the arsehole? 
edit to add my husband has been advocating for spencer and does stand up to his family it's not just me youth in asia 63 says who is hosting this christmas party you or your mother-in-law if you are hosting op then you can make the guest list and ignore any comments from the peanut gallery if mother-in-law wants to spend time with charlie she may certainly do so but she may do it elsewhere charlie needs to learn to keep his mouth shut what your little boy calls you is not up to him that's none of his business if charlie doesn't behave charlie can't come to the party it's that simple not the arsehole opie responds saying i am hosting if mother-in-law was i'd never dream of asking her to alter the guest list little lion says in quotes mother-in-law wants all of her boys at christmas and then says well then she can host at her house your house your kids your rules if charlie doesn't like it then these are the consequences of his actions He's the adult and needs to learn to act like one. Spencer has experienced enough in his young life and doesn't need someone confusing him and stirring up unnecessary drama. Anyone who clearly has a problem with this arrangement is Charlie. And I'd start to question what his real issue is. Not the arsehole. When Fuzzy Mum says not the arsehole, Charlie isn't slipping up. This isn't a habit. He's doing it deliberately. And since he won't stop, he loses the privilege of coming to your home. If your mother-in-law doesn't like it, she can host him at her house. If he doesn't like it, he knows exactly what he needs to do or what not to do. And Tomato is a fruit replies that and says, At this point, getting a spray bottle and spritzing Charlie with water every time he crosses this boundary feels appropriate in my opinion. At least that would probably make Spencer laugh instead of deeply and negatively impacting his sense of self and belonging. And I agree with the comments, you know, this is consequences of his own actions. What you've done for Spencer is absolutely amazing. You gave him a loving home. He's comfortable calling you mum and dad. And as his brother or uncle, whatever he wants to be in his life, he should be happy that he's getting this love and support from you. You're not keeping anything from Spencer at all. It sounds like to me you're doing everything right you possibly can. And just continue being amazing for Spencer because it sounds like he'll thrive with you on his side. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you deal with it if it was you? What would you say to mother-in-law? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Yeah, mother-in-law sounds like a whole other issue, right? Let us know your thoughts. Anyway, huge thank you for being here today, getting involved in the stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.